What's up, everybody? Welcome to tonight's show, the Frisco Report in full effect. Week two is in the bag, everybody. Shout out to everybody in the chat box watching this live around the world and watching it on the replay or listening to it on our audio podcast, which can be found in iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Podbean. All right, guys. Got my trusty co-host here, Mike. From Cowboys Corner. What's going on, bro? What's up, Joe? What's up, dude? Lots to talk about, man. Lots to talk about. Let's not keep these guys waiting. Let's not keep these guys waiting. Yeah, lot, lot, lots to talk about, man. We are onward to the Giants. You know, fo- focus has turned to the Giants, but uh, we, we do have to talk about where we're at right now. Um, we're talking about, uh, you know, the Cowboys going from – Potentially 0-2 and, and, you know, having a 90% chance of not making the playoffs to going 1-1, one one, keeping all hopes alive in the division and playoff aspirations. Now, I know a lot of guys out there are thinking, what playoffs? There's no way. This sorts of things. I mean, including myself. Mike, I want to know, how, do, how does this win? And everybody in the chat box, how does this win affect how you feel the Cowboys are going to do this season? Are we back? Is it a one-time deal, or what's your thought, Mike? No, I think it's. A, I don't think it's a one-time deal. I think Cooper Rush can stack wins, Joe. But I mean, you look, you look at the NFC period as a whole. I think there's going to be an NFC team that's going to have a ten and seven record that's not going to be able to make the playoffs. Just, just if you look at the standings in the NFC period, and you look at those, and you look at these teams, I, I think there's going to be a winning team. 10 and 7 record that's not going to be in the playoff bracket. So every game counts. It doesn't matter if it's a long season, it don't matter if it's just week three. It's already week three, Joe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In less than a week, we're going to be playing these Giants week three. Every game matters. I think in order to get into that playoff bracket, you need at least 11 wins. We got 10 more wins to go and we got to find it. I think you hit it right on the head, Mike. I think that is the magic number. You know, 11 to clinch, 10, you know, maybe, you know, wild card. But you, th- that's, when you, that's when you start needing help, right? That's when you're one of these sucky kind of teams where you need help to get in. You don't want to be one of these teams that, oh, I need help. I need help. Help me to get in. Like, that's sucky, dude. That's not championship football. So we don't want to be that. All right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to crush everybody. I want to smash everybody into the ground. And um, the defense can definitely do it, Mike. Let's talk about this defense. They are not letting people score. I love it. And it's just field goals. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Michael Parsons 
what can you say about Michael Parsons? The line of lions, the king of the jungle. I mean, leading the league in sacks. So this guy is unstoppable, Mike. No, I, I like it. And kudos to Dan Quinn for making this guy so accessible on the defense. It's lining up on a nose tackle, lining up at left end, right end, playing traditional linebacker, playing man coverage. I mean, you know, when when all the Von Miller talk happened and they're like, you can go get you a one and generational player. We already got the guy. His name is Micah Parsons, right? I, I get it. The Von uh, Von Miller and all those guys and the people are like, we could have had Von, we could have had Von. They forget that we have a guy named Micah Parsons. I mean, the dude is unblockable. He He's a pure leader. He did not go on undisputed and talk football with Shannon Sharp and with uh, Skip Bayless. I don't care if he committed to it. I don't care if his publicist put it on his social media. I don't care about any of that. We need a leader on this defense. We've been talking about a leader on this defense. If you hold – Anything about credibility to Micah Parsons not appearing on Undisputed, you should stub your toe, and I hope it hurts, right? Because none of that matters. What matters is what he does on the football field and how he leads this defense, and this guy is a pure leader. Yeah, he definitely is. He's really stepped up. You know, for many years it was like, can, can D-Law be the leader? Can he be – D-Law is a very, very good, you know, complement to a leader, which we didn't have, but now we do. And, and I think everybody, everybody compliments each other. Everybody's getting their share of uh, of the feast, you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, even and even Doris Armstrong's out here making plays, Mike. But um, you know, kind of kind of to go back here uh, for for Cooper Rush, Mike. Um, as far as can he get enough wins? You know, you know, we still kind of don't really know when Dak Prescott's going to come back. It's supposedly four weeks, you know. So, in that window, Mike. How? What is the magic number for Cooper Rush wins? What What is the, What does the record need to be by the time Dak comes back? The record needs to be three and one. Three and one, and then that'll be week three and five? two. Excuse me, three and two. Three so we're talking. Two, week, sorry. So we're talking week six, right? When yeah. when Dak can come back, possibly. Yeah, he comes back against the Eagles. That's the earliest scenario, right, Mike? Yeah. Okay. So, three and two, I think that's possible. Right now, we're sitting at one and one. Uh, we got the Giants obviously coming up next, Mike. I think that you know they're undefeated. You know they're they definitely have a lot going for them right now. But I mean, it's Daniel Jones. You know what I mean? Michael Parsons. <laughs> I cannot wait to see this. Because he's going to be under duress, throwing interceptions left and right. I think in this game, we're going to see Trayvon Diggs feast as well. He's come kind of close. He's this close, right? I think you get. I think that the secondary is going to get after it, and Michael Parsons. You know, I think it's going to be a good game, Mike. I think it's going to be a very good game, but I think the Cowboys will remain competitive. I really do. No, yeah, no, I think you're right, dude. Uh... I mean, you look at the Giants. I mean, they're two and zero. You got to give them credit where credit's due. Um, it's very hard uh, to do, and uh, you know they're they're doing good. They're doing good. I mean, they got three hundred and thirty rushing yards total um, since week one. Um, you know, one hundred and fifty rushing yards a game. Can the interior Joe 
can the interior shut down Shaquan and and the and their running uh, committee, right? That's going to be a big factor. If you can shut that down, you get to Danny no dimes. I really think that you can have a shot at not letting them score any touchdown. Cowboys only gave up two touchdowns, a touchdown in each game on the on the defense. The rest are field goals, right? So I really think that if we can hold these guys on the running game and they have to force them to pass, but we also, on the offense side of the ball, Joe, we have to be able to put up those points. We have to be able to score in each quarter. Okay, Kellen Moore can't come in here and stumble from the second and third quarter and then mm-hmm. finally want to wake up. This guy needs a game plan from one quarter to the end of the fourth because you have to be able to put up points against this Giants, especially if your defense um, is going to hold these guys to field goals, which they're capable of doing because you don't want to get these guys tired. Every time a touchdown happened on the defense, they were exhausted, they were gassed, they were tired. Keep the defense fresh. We can shut out these guys, and I'm dead serious. Yeah, I think think that's going to be the key in this game. Turnovers, you know, obviously whoever has more turnovers. A Space Cowboy in the house. Shout out to Space Cowboy, man. Space Cowboy. My, one of my favorite guys there. Make sure you guys follow him on uh, YouTube there. Giants have given up eight sacks in two games, and Barkley has like 40% of his yards on two runs. That's awesome. It's good for us because the Cowboys have proven that they can take advantage of these teams that, that are not very good up front, right? So uh, that offense. Offensive line for me is still suspect for the Giants. It's young. It's kind of inexperienced, and they got some busted players there. So I, I like our chances here. You know what I mean, Mike? And then I think with with what you saw out of Fowler, I think he finally showed up here. Like hopefully he can can take that momentum into this next game there with Micah. You know what I mean? Sam Williams, he, he had a, a good Williams. play there. Yeah. He, he popped off there. I like that. I think these young guys, as the season continues, they're only going to get better, Mike. So – I love that stat line there. Thank you, Space Cowboy, for that one there. Um, Mike, attacking the Giants' defense, okay? Cooper Rush, the rapport there with Noah Brown is is very apparent, right? I mean, running the practice squad, you know, for a couple of seasons now, he's got that big rapport there with Noah Brown. You know, during the game, I jokingly said that, is Noah Brown your number one receiver? But, you know... Isn't it good for him to to have this rapport now and then hopefully CeeDee Lamb can continue to work off of last week? You know what I mean? I think CeeDee Lamb had a good amount of catches, seven catches, 75 yards. It just didn't feel number one-ish still to me. So I still want to see him take over a game, okay? But if he can't, you know, Noah Brown seems very capable of making some splash plays for us, Mike. So, um like the receivers, but what is going on with the wide receivers, Mike? We just cut Dennis Houston. They're, they're hoping to bring him back to the practice squad. Looks like Fajoko will be in here. But what is going on here with the wide receivers? What's going on? <laughs> you know, John Ridgeway got cut, and he got picked up by the commanders. Dennis Houston, I'll be surprised if the Cowboys are able to sign him to the practice squad. because There's so much potential there. There's so much potential there. And Dennis Houston, I didn't like the move, um, but you know there's good news coming out of it potentially. Um, you know, I, I really I thought Dak and, and and Dennis Houston had a real good rapport. Um, you know, he's made some catches, his route running's fine. He just needs more time. But you look at Dan Skipper, 
Uh, he's now a Lion. Got his first start in the National Football League in six seasons. And you look how well he's done. You look at Danny, Danny Amendola's career, right? I don't want, uh, you know, John Ridgeway becoming a, a star name and he was on the Cowboys first. I don't want no. uh, Dennis Houston becoming a star name and he was once a Dallas Cowboy. So, no. you know, Cowboys, they got to do a better job of making these decisions. I wish it was Simi Fajoko who got cut and not Dennis Houston, but I guess it is what it is. Yeah, and, and, and it goes back to, to the Cowboys being very low to the draft picks, right, Mike? I mean, yes. I know Fajoko was like uh, – what was Fajoko? A fifth? Six-round pick. Six, something like that. Yeah. Ridgeway, fifth rounder. You know what I mean? Didn't, didn't show crap in the preseason. I mean, it is what it is. You're only as good as your last production. Nothing there. Um, but, you know, there's the production, you know. Michael um, Jackson's another one, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of these guys that just need a little bit more time for them to get under their feet, man. And, and for the Cowboys, we want to win right now. We don't have time to develop players, but you know, the Cowboys, they're all about drafting and developing. So, you know, they, they corner themselves into these types of situations. So here we are, wide receiver, you know, kind of, uh, you know, ju juggling things around here, you know, cutting people here, moving people here. Noah Brown, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I want to. Hopefully, when Michael Gallup comes back, Mike, and this this looks like it's getting pretty close. You know what I mean? He hasn't been ruled out yet for for this game against the Giants, as far as I've seen so far. But you know, it's kind of sounding more like it'll be maybe the week after, possibly is is maybe when, when they bring him back, Mike. But I think when they get Gallup back in here, th this should settle down the room. I think then is when you're going to see CD look more like the old CD right now. So much is on him right now that I think there's a little much uh, some pressure on him. You know what I mean? My, so what's your thoughts on that? No, uh, I think – I mean, the Bengals played a lot of man coverage, right, uh, last week. So they, they really don't have a lot of – they didn't have a lot of confidence going in there thinking, okay, we can't let 88 beat us just like Tampa Bay did. Tampa Bay was triple covered in CD land. Then you get a whole bunch of one-on-man coverage, maybe a spy up top on CD land where you get your double coverage. But I didn't see a lot of – uh, triple coverage, double coverage on C.D. Lamb. It was all man coverage, right? Uh, he, he made some catches when he was supposed to, but, you know, I don't, I don't know if if he if he's getting man coverage and he ain't getting hit, means he ain't getting open, which tells me he can't beat man, Joe. I need, I need C.D. Lamb to dig down deep inside and find confidence. I think C.D. Lamb's blocking, lacking confidence than he is lacking Michael Gallup or, J, or, or James Washington on this football team because – the way he was moping around week one, Joe, I didn't like it, right? The, some of the looks in his eyes, I didn't like it. He needs to dig down deep and find some confidence and show why he fell to the Cowboys in the first round and why the Dallas Cowboys drafted him in the first round. I get, yeah. I'm not going to bring up the number. He wanted to wear 10. They should have let him wear 10. Yes. But, yes, I agree. I, I think that's a huge thing, Mike. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think uh, – I think, uh, I don't know, C.D. Lamb just needs to wake up, man. He needs to wake up. I mean, it, it, it kind of, it's kind of looking like it is what it is, you know. Is he just going to be, you know, a very good receiver and not great upper echelon elite, you know what I mean? And to me, there's nothing wrong with that. But for what the Cowboys fans and what we want, you know, we, we want that Michael Irvin, Des Bryant type of guy, a, a dog out there who's, who can take over a game, right? So – uh, we'll we'll see, and I think that this will will come together. You know, as long as uh, we can, you know, steal a couple of these games with Cooper Rush, Mike, and and I think the defense is is really going to be 
maybe at the end of the season we're looking at this like, man, the defense really carried this team. And right now it looks like it is, Mike, right? Like, I mean, you got everybody's making plays out here. LVE looks great to me. Um, you got uh, Michael Parsons sacking all over the place, right? Uh, even Dorrance is out here. Sam Williams, you know, like I said, made that play. But, but the secondary, Mike, Trevon Diggs, you know, had to make a big tackle when he did. You know, he looked a little – Deion Sanders-ish throughout the game, but when 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 uh, when they needed to get it done, he got it done, Mike. And uh, Donovan Wilson, Mike, uh, making pretty big plays here. I think with with Donovan Wilson, Mike, we talk about his durability. I love how he's playing right now in place of a Jerron Curse. So get, get get that out of him. Let's see how long it can last. Um, but he's playing outstanding to me as well, Mike. What, what's your thoughts yeah. on Donovan Wilson? No, Donovan Wilson health has been the issue with him. And I'm sure he has a chip on his shoulder. He's, I think this is his last year as a Cowboy. They got Malik Hooker on here. They got J. Ron Curse. You know, they kept uh, Marquise Bell on this football team. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of pieces not going his way. Um, and so he has to be able to either play for his next contract or play to stay right here on the Dallas Cowboys. And I think he's doing an excellent job. He just has to stay healthy. That's been his notch in the belt, Joe. Unhealthy. Mm-hmm unavailable that's what it is yeah so that that's kind of where we're at right now with the receivers guys um you know um what will they do you know what what will they do will they keep going with what they got is michael gallup going to be that that the turning point here for 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 the team for the wide receiver room i i, I think it is uh, james washington you know I, I'm not really considering him to be a big impact, but I mean, he, he does have, you know, some, some credible numbers, you know I mean? He's got starter reps, touchdowns in his league. So don't want to sleep on that. But I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Mike, I think we're going to look back at this season and be like, when we're talking about draft coverage, 2023, wide receivers going to be uh, on the top of that list. You know what I mean? It will, it'll be, you know, first three rounds. I think right. Wide receivers going to be there. Um, are we going to get the first appearance of Jalen Tolbert, our third-round pick, who's been inactive for two games straight, Mike? What is your prediction? Is this starting to annoy the hell out of you? It is. It is. I mean, them getting rid of Ridgeway and, you know, sitting uh, Sam Williams, sitting Jalen Tolbert. Was this draft a bust, Joe? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why can't, yeah. why can't they – Get these players. They, they opened up the press conference at training camp talking about you have to invest early. Your younger guys have to be able to step up because they're going to be the focal point at the start of the season. But you can't tell me that in the same breath when you got Sam Williams on the bench, when you got Jalen Tober on the bench, right? Uh, it makes zero sense. They always put their foot, Joe, in their mouths because they, they don't ever make any sense. Jalen Tober, how to get – we don't get you, – you can – get reps and practice, but any football player will tell you in-game it matters. Hell, Cooper Rush will tell you in-game it matters. Those are the real reps. Those are the, That's where you, okay, I did this on this route in real time. I should have cleaned this up. I should have done that. They're failing Jalen Tolbert, and it's time for someone to start talking about it. And right here on the Frisco Report, we will talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's very concerning, you know, uh, those you think about the first three rounds, these are guys that are con- contribute, right? Your first rounder, you expect him contributing right out the gate. Second rounder as well. Third rounder, maybe he's a rotational guy, possibly, but you still 
expect your third rounder to be active and participate. So uh, it, it's it is annoying me as well. I'm 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 very annoyed by it. You know, because he was out there with Dak in the wide receiver summit in Florida. So he's been working with Dak through this whole process. You know what I mean? And in the mini camp, early in training camp, everything looked hunky dory, right? So it looked pretty good. So time to get him going. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat box. Uh, great commentary going on there. If you guys got questions, go ahead and shoot them. And we'll get some, some Q&A here, Mike. Uh, next thing we want to talk about, Mike, is the stock watch. All right. We know that the stock market is volatile. We're going to bring it here to the Cowboys roster. Whose stock is up? Whose stock is down, Mike? Uh, who is number one in your mind as far as your, the stock is up on this player? Who's that player in your mind? Matt Forniak. I'm being dead serious. I'm, and I'm not going to say Cooper Rush. I'm not going to say the easy stuff. I'm going to give you an unrated player right here named Matt Forniak, number 68, playing in for Connor McGovern at the left guard position. I really like his play style. Cowboys, later round draft picks, offensive linemen, bench them, let them develop, let them beef up. I get that. But wide receivers, they got to go out there and play. But how the, the way they develop Matt Forniak, I absolutely love it. Uh, and he's coming in there right next to uh, Tyler Smith, and I'm loving what both of them are doing. Are they going to mess up? Absolutely. But it's that real-time playoff knowledge that you can actually get of what that Jalen Tobert needs. What Matt Forniak and Tyler Smith is doing on the left side of the ball is just unbelievable. Stock up, Joe, is on yeah. Matt Forniak. Yeah, I, I, I love that one there because, uh, yeah, I mean, you're seeing the guys running to that side. We saw Pollard um, and, and, and uh, Zeke and everybody. So it's no longer predictability where we're just running behind Zach now. Now we can run to the left. We can run to the right. You know, that that's less predictability there. I think that's why we are having some success here in the running game. And we're no longer predictable. Wow, this is, they're going to run behind Zach. We, this, yeah. this is good. This is good for us. I mean, Tony Rumble even said, I can't believe the push they're doing on the Cincinnati defense. He yeah. said, Tony Rumble said he couldn't believe it, how young they are, the amount of push they're getting. Tony Rumble mm -hmm. right on the head. Yeah, I, I think that's a good one there. It's uh, definitely they're, they're looking uh, physical up there up front, you know, getting, getting things done there. Um, my stock up watch is going to be uh, Tyler Smith, uh, first round pick. You know, there was a lot of projection, a lot of, you know, on paper, oh, he, he can do it. I think he can do it. Maybe he can do it. And now we see him in through two games. He's doing it. And to me, he's doing it well. You know what I mean? So now you're going to get into the conversation as far as like, maybe you're a week or two away from Peters being ready, football ready. What do you do with him? Do you want to break the the uh you know this this continuity here that you have with Smith on the left tackle you want to keep developing him here because I think a lot of us know Tyron Smith is done we, we don't want to go through this bull crap again next season so you know I, I think you could be looking at your 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 present and future starter at left tackle Mike so the question now becomes with Jason Peters where do you put him do, or is he just, does he just stay as, as a swing uh, backup kind of guy? What's your thought, Mike? He needs to stay as a swing backup kind of guy. Last year, Joe, I think we had anywhere between 10 to 12 offensive line rotations, uh, and that got us nowhere. I mean, it got us into the playoffs, but Dak was still uncomfortable, right? And 
Uh, with Dak sitting now able to watch film with Cooper Rush, you can see, hey, if I get the ball out just this much faster, I'm going to be okay, right? If I can, you know, if Cooper Rush can do this, I know I can do it. So as long as Dak is able to watch the film and learn and, and learn how fast Cooper Rush gets that ball out, et cetera, takes chances on one-on-ones, know how to read one-on-ones, right? I think Dak Prescott uh, in this offensive line will have some continuity, Joe, and Dak will be able to be comfortable. That's no. all we need Dak to be is comfortable. He, he holds the ball too long. He's always scrambling, uh, things of that nature. So as long as this – I want I want this offensive line attack. I want Peters as a swing tackle backup guy, period. Yeah, I think I think it's a very interesting conversation, um, and it's going to be one that will be, you know, one of these hot topics once it does happen, if it does happen, you know, because I agree with everybody everything you're saying, but there's going to be that other side of the fan base that's like, no, no, no. Let's, let's let the old man over here left tackle. Let, you know, there, there's going to be that, that, that side of the fan base uh, to be expected, right? Yeah. But uh, very interesting. It's, it's a good problem to have, you know what I mean? So that, I do like that. I love good problems. So, uh, uh, you know, Mike, another stock up for me is going to be this player here. And I'm talking about no one else but Noah Brown, right? I, I mean, what can you say? You know, he's he's out here making the plays. You know, he's been given the opportunity here, and he's been. I think he's truly one of these draft and develop stories, right? Like, there were times early in his career where he got cut, got saved in the practice squad, got reelevated. Now here he is, starter role, and um, making huge, huge plays for this offense so far. So stock up for me on Noah Brown, Mike. No, I like that. I, I do like that. I think, you know, year six, Noah Brown, what I love about what Noah Brown did with Cooper Rush, and that was no surprise that Cooper Rush and Noah Brown have chemistry. They're always on the, on the second team throwing. They're always on the scout team. So they have a lot of chemistry. So it's no surprise to me that Cooper Rush and Noah Brown have this chemistry, right? It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Um, but it's great. It's a great surprise if you are surprised. But uh, I like that he killed the narrative that C.D. Lamb is the only wide receiver that's had a touchdown on this football team. That narrative, Joe, may it rest in peace. We got two wide receivers, dang it, that has a touchdown right here on this football team. And uh, and that's our first one of the year to, to, to say that. So uh, I really think um, Noah Brown was a real good one, was a real good one. Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how defenses now play Noah Brown. Like, oh, wait, oh, we kind of have to pay attention to this guy now. Will this help C.D. Lamb now? You know, maybe he's going to get less double teams because of this and opens the door for him. So maybe we're going to see that here. Um, it, it, like, I, I love that. I think it's it's something good to have. You know, you definitely need him, and I think when you when you get Gallup back, I like that three-headed beast right there. You know, what I mean, I think it's good enough, and you know, it's good enough to get get you through the season. I would still look to upgrade in the off season, but right now, you know, shout out to him, man. He, he's making the plays there, and that, that's all you can ask for. Um, stock down, Mike. Who was your one player that there, or you know, whichever player? Well, I mean, we, we could have a couple here, but. What is a player that, that comes to, to mind stock down? I'm, I, I might get some hate for this, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I come on here and I'm honest with you regardless. My stock down, Joe, is Ezekiel Elliott. So seriously. He, 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 
I get the theory. It's lightning and it's thunder. I get it, right? But sometimes Zeke, man, on those three-yard runs, he just looks slow. He doesn't he doesn't have that that he don't have any burst to get to the second level. Have we even seen him get to the second level? Like those eight-yard runs are just fine, but show me a 10-plus yard. Show me a 15-yard run. I can't get that out of Zeke Elliott, Joe. I really believe this is going to be his last year as a Dallas Cowboy. And for me, Joe, his stock is way down. That's, that's, that's an interesting take, you know what I mean? And, and you know, um, I think when you look at it objectively, which we do here, I think there's something to that, you know what I mean? Like you, you're not seeing an Aaron Jones type of guy who, who gets the ball and breaks it for, you know, long distance, right? Uh, Zeke is just, you know, at, at this stage of his career, those long breakaway runs, they're just not there. You know what I mean? Th- those are more of like a Tony Pollard, kind of guy but um you know what i mean I, I think there's something to be said about that uh you know he does a lot of the dirty work obviously he's great you know number one a1 you know, pass protection but um you know you got to keep moving the ball I, th- I think he's been okay but i definitely see you see your point there mike definitely do um so that that's an interesting one there for for, for me uh stock down for me mike is going to be uh kellen moore Offensive coordinator. I think that, you know, yes, we got the win here, but I think we're still struggling here uh, for the full game. And this is just like a small sample of, of what he is in the whole season because it always seems like starts out hot in the beginning of the season and fizzles at the end of the, at the end of the year. Now we're looking at it game per game, you know, starts out the first half good, runs out of plays. You know, we're kind of sputtering. Thumbs down still, man. You know, and and I know we got the win, but, you know, he's got to do better, man. He's got to do better. I, You can't be tossing Zeke the ball when that toss should go to Pollard, who's got more speed. You know what I mean? You can't do that play. Zeke is the in-between, you know, the center guard guy up the middle. You know, he's not a toss guy, pitch guy. Stupid play, right, right, Mike? So I can't stand that with him. It just seems like he gets um, – he just runs out of it, right? Oh, the scripted plays. We're moving the ball. Touchdown, field goal. And then the, the half comes out. I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Shit, man. Like, it, it does get kind of scary for me, man. And I think in the close games is when this guy is going gonna, is gonna to hurt you. You know what I mean? So, um, thumbs down for me still for Kellen Moore. I, I just don't – I don't like him as a coordinator, man. You, you know what I'm talking about, Mike? Um, <laughs> you talk about back in the 90s whenever the Cowboys, they were looking for that coordinator, the final piece to get it over the hump. They brought in North Turner, turned everything around. Right now that's where we're at. We need that offense coordinator that could come in here and turn this thing around. It's not more. He sucks. No, he sucks. And then, uh, you know, it's so funny how, you know, Marvel said bad take on Zeke, corner Mike. He's only had 15 touches. My stock down is Zeke. Your stock down is Kellen Moore. We look at that three-play series where they ran the ball to Zeke. They ran the ball to Zeke. He's only picked up four yards. Then they try to uh, do a uh, do a, do a flat to him, and Zeke didn't even catch the ball. So bad play calling by Kellen Moore. Disastrous plays by Zeke on that series, right? So that's where I stand with that, Marvel. 
And, and and that's what it is. He doesn't put his, the best players in position to succeed. You know what I mean? Like we know, we know that Zeke is not a pitch toss running back anymore. I don't know if he ever was. Maybe his rookie year, but not right now. He's got the bum no, knee. Stage in his career, like you said, Mike, the burst is not. That, that's a Tony Pollard play. He should know better yeah. than that. So that that's what I'm saying. Kel, uh, Kellen Moore is just he's a disaster, bro. And uh, you know we'll we'll see um, what Mike McCarthy if he's able to. You know what I mean? I, I think Mike McCarthy is is handcuffed by by the Joneses here, especially Jerry. That that's Jerry's little boy there. So. You know what I mean? It which is sad, Mike. Um stock up, Mike. <clears throat> Brett Money Maher, he's back, bro. Is he back? <laughs> I think I mean to make these long field goals, I loved it because I was like, can he do it? He did it, clutched out that last one, and uh stock up for me right now. Brett Maher, our kicker. I definitely have more confidence in Maher than I did with Zerline. If Zerline would have lined up in these games, I'm, I'm counting them as misses. He was terrible. Zerline was terrible, bro. No, I, I, you, you got a point there. I, see, the problem with Brett Maher and his track record was he hit, what was it, 360 yarders in one season, and that's why his jersey got into the Hall of Fame. So Jason Garrett would put this guy in 55-yard field goals, 56, 57, 58, 60, right, and, 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 and expected this man to make them. When Brett Maher left for the Dallas Cowboys, we were tired of him because he was missing these things because the offense that Kellen Moore is running couldn't get us a first down on their side of the field. So it really wasn't Brett Maher's fault. I call this the redemption game for Brett Maher with the star on his helmet. Um, is he, is he going to miss an extra point? He might. Is he going to miss a 40-yard field goal? He might. But what I've seen from a 54-yard field goal and a 50-yard field goal I seen a guy drill it. Now, did he almost miss the game winner? He, he got too far to the right, but he nailed it, right? He knows he knows how big that post is. He knows how he got to kick it. So I you're right, Joe. Uh, with I have more faith than more, or excuse me, when Maher than I do in, in Zerline. I like that. I I I can 100 percent agree with that. Beautiful conversation, Mike. Beautiful conversation. Uh, I, I love the takes that you and I have. You know, some, sometimes we're in agreement, and sometimes we're not, and that's that's fine. It's 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 what makes this show great, and I love the conversation here in the chat box, guys. If you have some questions, uh, we do have time here to do some Q and A. I love answering questions from you guys. So does Mike. So guys, you guys put out some Q and As for us. What do you want to ask us? What do you want to know about this team right now? Shoot those was in the chat box and we'll start getting some of those answered here all right guys who's yeah. gonna be the first one here to shoot us a q a here let's while see we're waiting, while we're waiting on a on a first question robert he's here on my side of of the screen here he uh his birthday's coming up october 2nd he said hey if uh if we uh if, if, if Cooper Rush beats the Bengals, you got to give me a birthday video. So, guys, on October 2nd, market calendars, I'm going to be giving Robert a birthday video, and I want everybody in the comment section to wish Robert a happy birthday as well. Shout out, Tim. Happy birthday, bro. Happy birthday, indeed. 805 on with the Super Chat 499. Appreciate you. He's ice got, cold. Got the ice cold emoji. I love it. I love it. Here we go. Good old Thank W in the house. 
What plays do you want to see 88 run early to get him involved? What do you want to see out of him, Mike, early? I want to see uh, some quick slants, some jab and goes. Um, you know, I, I, I do like the play that they do when uh, a corner is going to play 10 yards off and they throw him the ball real quick. I like that. He needs some type of rhythm. Um, and Cooper Rush is capable of one, two, bam, he has the football. And CeeDee Lamb and Cooper Rush, they got to get on that page. It can happen. I mean, we're talking about a first rounder out of Oklahoma who was a stud, right? And we're talking about Cooper Rush, backup quarterback, who's 2 0 in the national football. You can't tell me they can't get on the same page. They have to get on the same page. I think they will get on the same page. But quick slants and jab and goes. Um, hell, find, find a soft spot in the middle like they did with Noah Brown on the fourth and two on the first drive, right? Find me something like that to get uh, CD Lamb going. Yeah, I think that's that's his bread and butter. The, those slants, I think, in the slot, you know what I mean? I, I think that's still his bread and butter. <clears throat> so I agree, man. Get, get his confidence up. <clears throat> get, get Design those plays for him. You know? They're talking about these yeah, scripted he plays. Gallup. He needs confidence. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Definitely that's what it is. Um, you know, because a lot, some of those concentration drops, you know, I think some of that's a, a little bit of that as well. Uh, let's see what else we got here, guys. Keep those questions coming in. Here we go. Here, I got this one here. Soup trap in the house. Why? Okay. Do you know why LV is starting over Cox? Honestly, I think um, Cox is. I think they're bringing him on slowly. You know what I mean? I think that uh, <clears throat> he will be activated here soon. Um, but you know, the roster's pretty deep. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why we're seeing some of these inactivations. But uh, eventually, you you can keep him off there. But I think this is more of a Bringing him along, you know, if it, if it's not that, then yeah, I think there's there's a question there. But um, I sure would like to see Jabril the Steel Cox put it to Daniel Jones yet again. You remember that play? Daniel Jones tried to try to get it in there. He got he got slapped around. I loved it, bro. That that was one of my favorite highlights. It's actually in in the in the videos uh, at the very end here when when we start up the. You know, the stream is one of my favorite plays. So, yeah, I think that's what it is, Soup Trap. I mean, hopefully that that is what it is. Hopefully it's, it's not, nothing else. Hopefully it's not any political business going on behind the scenes. But with these Cowboys, you just never know. You know what I mean? They, they got their favorites. Um, let's <clears throat> see what we got here. What, what, other, what other questions and comments do you have here in the house? No, I, I think, I mean, you look at – uh, just to touch on that question for Soup Trap, who got yeah. banned on Twitter for saying Jerry Jones needed a throat punch. I thought that was hilarious. I seen him put that in the comment section. But to touch base on that, right, we know Anthony Barr has an injury uh, history. We know LV has an injury history. We know uh, Cox is coming off the torn ACL. So working them back in easy, knowing guys are going to be injured potentially, uh, it, it's good, uh, it's good uh, uh, reassurance. Mm, absolutely. Eric Montoya, what's going on, bro? Good to see you in the chat box. Just showing you guys some love, the $10 super chat. Man, I appreciate you, Eric. Uh, I know I see you in here a lot in the, in the, in the chat box. Do you appreciate the support, bro? Do, do, do very much indeed appreciate your support, Eric Montoya. Go Cowboys. Let's go, baby. Yeah, Eric Montoya is a big supporter. I always see him right here on the Frisco Report. I always see him on your stream when you're doing them solo or with foot. So appreciate you, Eric Montoya. Yes, indeed. 
Thank you. Thank you for, for showing love there. The Lunatic. I thought LVE would be Green Dot, but my second choice was Malik Hooker, who showed he deserved it on Sunday. Your thoughts? Yeah, I thought that was interesting, right? Uh, but I also think it lets these guys really just get after it. You know what I mean? Like, I think the Green Dot, I think it is better for a secondary player, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really do. So, a, a, for me, a safety to have that. And, and we know in a Dan Quinn system, he relies so much on that safety. Like he, it's, it's always been one of his staples, one of his, you know, big things for the defense. So for Malik Cooker to have that, thumbs up there, man. Um, I like how he's been playing, and, and I really think that you know, with LVE and uh, Michael Parsons, just you know, just able to move around and, and make plays, tackles all over the place, Mike. But well, what's your thoughts on this one? Now you look at Dan Quinn's track record since he's been a Dallas Cowboy. It usually starts with the linebacker. And then J. Ron Curse kind of took that over. Then it goes back to LV. Then it goes back to Malik Hooker. So you kind of see this track record. It's always going to be a linebacker or a safety. That's, I mean, that's just what Dan Quinn does. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it myself. I think it just lets these guys concentrate, you know, your linebackers and, uh, you know, get, get going. And I think for the safeties, you know, they're further back. They can really scan the field even better than the linebackers. So get everybody lined up. Malik Hooker comes from a good program. Um, <clears throat> I love it, man. Good question. The Lunatic, appreciate you, bro. Other questions and comments? Keep them coming, guys. Let's see what else we got in here. 805 has a good one there at the very bottom. I don't know if you can uh, see that. Uh, I saw Primetime had one here. Primetime, Phil. Let me see if I can find your question, bro. Where'd it go? Let me see if I can find your question. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Primetime Phil in the house. Make sure you hit up my bro, Primetime Phil. He's got a great YouTube channel up here covering the Cowboys. Do you think Houston yes, releases? Yes, uh, he, he really does have a great YouTube channel with great content, um, opinions yeah. with him. I love it. I enjoy it. Yeah, uh, Primetime Phil, I, I, I do. I, I think it's definitely going to be related to Tolbert or Gallup. You know what I mean? I, I'm not so sure it's related to Peters. Not yet, I don't think. But uh, it's definitely, I think, probably one of your receivers here. You know what I mean? Tolbert, hopefully he gets out there. He's, he's got to be out there by this point, man. It's time. Time to get going. <clears throat> what, what's your thoughts, Mike, on, on here? No, it's time. You got to see what you have in this third-round pick. Um, he, he needs to play. Does Michael Gallup come back? Who knows? I know he's been practicing with pads and doing walkthroughs and things of that nature. Um, I think they feel confident with Lamb. And, uh, and Noah Brown there. Michael Gallup coming back will help tremendously. But you guys, you got to see what – I mean, that's why it took Noah Brown so long to get a touchdown. He was behind guys like Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson. That's why he's never had a touchdown because there was a lot of depth in front of him that was just really damn good. So I don't want Jalen Tolbert to be a waste of talent. He needs to showcase what he has, and he needs, he needs to do it now. The Cowboys need to make that happen. Yeah. Great question, primetime Phil. Um, I, I think that's. I think we're all kind of on the same page, as, you know, as far as what what that is, and hopefully that is what it is, right? I mean, third round pick. I mean, he's either gonna know how to play or not. You know what I mean? If he comes out here and stinks it up, well, then, you know, you gotta go. You gotta start the the drawing board yet again. You know what I mean? And this these draft classes, if we're being quite honest and objective. 
they'd be missing a little bit on these um, second and third round picks. You know what Dude, I mean? Dude, that is so funny. <laughs> Ryan Doyle said, if I had a guess, Joe Rod was a fullback in high school and Mike was a linebacker in high school. That's hilarious. Were you a fullback? Yeah. No way. Are you serious? I I I was a I was I was more of a defensive end, but we played a three four scheme. So I was a stand up linebacker, kind of like what Demarcus Ware was when he was a first in Cowboy, <laughs> and what Micah Parsons is. I I did that. So damn wow. good guess. That's hilarious. Ryan Doyle, great call, bro. How did you figure that out? I don't know. Great. I mean that, that's that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that? That's that right, hilarious. bro. That's pretty cool, man. I gotta say, here we go. Here's another good question. Appreciate that, Ryan. Appreciate you, bro. JC Cowboys Network. Where do you think Micah plays this week? More linebacker to shadow Saquon Barkley. What do you think they do here with Micah this week, Mike? I don't think you got to shadow Saquon. I, I think you got to know where he's at at all times, and everybody shadows and rally to the ball, kind of like how Sean Leo was talking about how you got to tackle Marshawn Lynch. Hmm. Um, it's kind of like how you got to tackle Shaquan. We he has the Barry Sanders shift and speed, and he can cut on a dime. We got to eliminate that. We got to be able to wrap this guy up, wrap him up firmly, and get him on the ground. If you don't, he he will cut, dice you. I mean, he'll dice you like a tomato. You have to be able to tackle him. You got to. And, and the Cowboys defense, um, they they've done it, man. And I, I think on top of what you're saying there, Mike, I think hit him, hit him. Let him feel that ground. Let him feel the turf, whatever the hell, because, you know, he's he's kind of fragile. You know what I mean? You hit him hard enough. You hit him. You push him out of bounds. Maybe he gets up gimpy, and, and then that that's it. But, uh, yeah, you definitely, you're definitely going to keep on top of him, man, because he's had a good start here under uh, Brian Dubble's, uh offensive scheme, and they're, I think they're scheming him up pretty good. But um, for Micah, I think just let him do what he's doing right now. I don't think you want to – specifically game plan or use or waste him as, as a spy. I think you use that for, you know, your secondary guys. You know what I mean? If, if you want to do that, because those guys are pretty good tacklers. You know what I mean? They're pretty physical. So Cowboys are going to have to match that intensity, and I think they will um, coming out here. I mean, it's it's going to be a primetime game. All right, Mike, that's Monday Night Football? Yep, it is. <clears throat> so we're going to uh, have – uh, Can you guys elaborate on Diggs? He got the best. He 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 got the beat, of course, but I feel like he's clamping down more than trying to make interceptions. Can you find that one, Joe? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see where that one's at. I'm trying to find that I think one. That's a good one. Talking about Trayvon Diggs, old Trayvon. Trayvon. What's the what's the handle? Eight oh five Vaughn. Oh yeah, eight oh five Vaughn. Let me see. Let's see if I can find them there. Can you guys yeah, here, we go. here we go? Yep. Can you guys elaborate on Diggs? He's got beat. He's got beat, of course, but I feel like he's clamping down more than trying to make interceptions. Yeah. Eight oh five on. I, I think that uh you know he's definitely um yeah, I mean like all these guys get beat, but he hasn't gotten beat like Ramsey got torched, <laughs> right? With uh with the Bills, I think he's he he's been getting burnt this year. Uh, Diggs, you know, I, I think he's he's doing his thing, man. I think he's on his way to another Pro Bowl type of season because I mean he's he's locking it down. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, I think when Chase when he was on Chase, he had like two catches for like fourteen yards, something like that. 
Chase is regarded as one of the best, you know, up and coming wide receivers in the league right now. And Diggs was like, not on me. <laughs> he ain't gonna do crap on me. So I I love my what, what's your thoughts on, on Diggs here? No, I, I like it. You know, there's all the talk about he's getting burned in training camp, you know, all these joint practices. He looks burned. I think he was practicing some technique because some of the stuff that he was doing that they were putting on film, I think he was like hip swinging and, and, and trying to look for the ball facing one way. I think he was techniquing on these on these uh, on these joint practices, right, with the Broncos and with the Chargers. Um, so Traylon Diggs is definitely playing a lot of technique here. Um, interceptions, what he did was hasn't been done uh, for a long, long time, right? So um, they're going to come, and they're going to come in bunches. So just give them some time. Those interceptions will come, and they'll be game-changing interceptions. Write that down. There'll be game-changing interceptions. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's coming, man. Like I said earlier, he's been close. He's been close to jumping some routes, and Daniel Jones, kind of notorious for turning the ball over too, man. So, Danny I no dimes. Definitely see it. Here's another Parsons-related question here. Soup trap. Are we going to see Parsons more exclusively defensive end? You can see the frustration with Brady. When Quinn finally switched Micah to end from linebacker, Parsons can break the sack record full-time defensive end. Nope. I think I think they're just going to keep using them how, how they use them. You know what yep. I mean? I think um, you know if it's working, you know, just 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 keep it going. And I, I think um, you know with the addition of Anthony Barr, I think that allows him to to roam around as as that lion. You know what I mean? And, and get after the prey, which is the linebacker, uh, the quarterback. So, uh, yeah, I think just keep doing what they're doing. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, but that's just my opinion. But uh, it's gonna. what's going to be interesting, Soup Trap, is when it comes down to the money. Defensive ends, dude, are they going to tag him as a defensive end or are they going to tag him as a linebacker? His camp is going to want to get tagged at the, at the defensive end because that money is significantly higher than the linebacker tag. So, but that's further down the road. But that's going to be interesting. Mike, what, what's your thoughts here on, on this? Oh, they're going to pay him Von Miller money all day long yeah. with a little extra interest. With a little extra interest. Uh, no, man. I, I, you got to keep Michael Parsons what he's doing. If it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The guy, the guy, let him line over a nose. Let him line up left in, right in. Let him play traditional linebacker. Um, this is a once in a generational player. All right. Don't handicap him to one spot. Let him move around. That's a great point. I mean, he, like I said in my my video last night, he's the the use of elite has been kind of watered down over the years. Oh, he's elite. This guy is elite. No, Micah Parsons really is the definition of an elite defensive player. You know what I mean? So the the the, the relentlessness, the grit, yeah, yeah. the speed, the bend, yeah. the hands, the strength. Yeah, it, 99 it, overall. He's a 100th it, overall. It, it is. He should be like the first ever 100 <laughs> rating in Madden. But they're haters, bro, right? They gave him like an 88 rating or some lame crap like that. Let him. Let him. It's more fuel good. for the lion. Yeah. The lunatic Fowler and Anthony Barr barely played versus Tampa Bay, but had many more snaps versus Cincinnati. What do you think the reason they played more in week two, Mike? 
Oh, you got to you, – Anthony Brown came – or Anthony Brown, damn it. Anthony Barr came in late, right? So he was probably still learning the system. Dan Quinn was still trying to feel where he fits. Um, Fowler, I don't know what happened there. I thought Fowler had a fantastic preseason in the game that he did play. And then I, I was expecting to see Fowler week one, and we didn't. Uh, same thing with Sam Williams, right? So Anthony Barr, I think, coming in late, still learning playbooks. Dan Quinn trying to plug and play. Yes, he had some preseason, but uh, Anthony talking about Anthony Barr and Fowler, they both had preseason. But I really think Dan Quinn wanted to play this guy, right? Because this guy is a legend in Minnesota, right? He's coming into a new team, first time in his career. So he's a man. I think they did the right thing. And uh, he's been playing. He's been playing very good. I was a big fan of Anthony Barr coming out of that draft. So real good to see him playing good. No, I, I think you hit it right on the head, Mike. I think it is more about easing those two guys in. You know, um, Fowler was very effective, batting down passes, getting in the passing lane, jumping up. Um, you know, getting the sack. You know, what I mean, he he looks like the player that Dan Quinn wanted. And we, he looked he looked the part there. Anthony Brown, I mean Anthony Barr. Dang, I did it too, Mike. <laughs> Anthony Barr had a really good game, I thought, and it, and it really lets, like I said, Parsons do what he does because now you've got a very capable linebacker in these uh, you know sub packages to do, you know, some of the some of the duties that you know maybe Parsons would be doing. But you have him over here gobbling up sacks, beating the crap out of Lyle Collins. Oh, I, I, I taught I taught Micah. No, Micah taught you. He owned you, bro. He owned you, Lyle. See, <laughs> Tyron Smith and Demarcus Lawrence, or Demarcus Ware, was like the perfect generational suit, right? They, the iron. When we talk about iron sharpens iron, that was the definition of Ware and Tyron Smith sharpening that iron. I think Micah Parsons and Tyler Smith. I think they can do the same thing. We could be looking at two great players. Very. I think that's, it's, it's, a, it's a great combo to have. The defense is just, like you said, my iron turns iron, iron, uh, iron, right? you got to strike when the iron's hot. This defense is championship-level defense. You know all, I mean? all day. All day, Joe. If, if you can just get this offense just to, to get some points, get, get a couple of touchdowns here, and you know get, give the defense a couple of breathers here, you might be able to make some noise here. It's gonna, there's going to be some ugly games, but I feel like as a Cowboys fan, you're kind of used to it by now. You know what I mean? We're always in the slugfest. Um, I like this one here, uh, MNZ Gomez. Um, Joe, do you think Deron Bland can cover better as a nickel slot DB over Jordan Lewis? I think right now you you got to go with the vet right now with Jordan Lewis. I mean, uh, he, um, when he gets hot, he he can have some some games where he takes over. He's he's had a couple of games in his career where it was like we won this because of Jordan Lewis here with the with the the ceiling of a game with an interception, a game ceiling interception, a recovery, fumble, this sorts of thing. Um, but that's not to say Deron Bland can be that. I think Deron Bland is definitely in the future of the Cowboys. And it's gonna be soon. But I think right now, I think you're gonna keep rolling with, with Jordan Lewis. Mike, what What's your thoughts on this? This is a great question. No, that's a really good question, right? So we, we, at the beginning of the show, we talked about developing players. As well as Deron Bland did, um, it's kind of like Matt Forniak, right? You just kind of want to just set him aside, let him develop. 
Um, you know, Anthony Brown probably ain't going to be here much longer. Jordan Lewis probably ain't going to be here much longer. So Deron Bland is going to have to be able to trust the system here hmm. and learn from these guys. Learn, from, you know, that these guys are getting live reps that Deron Bland gets to watch on tape. And yeah. okay, I get that. Okay, I get this. Right. So I don't want to rush anybody back, especially a rookie. We've seen Trayvon Diggs. Yes, he had a couple of interceptions. He got hurt. But Trayvon Diggs almost looked like the bus, right? I mean, Morris Claiborne struggled. So take the right approach here. And I think the Cowboys are doing it right. I don't want to rush him in. Uh, if you got a dime package, let him get some experience with the dime package, but don't rush him in. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's it's a great – he's definitely in the future. So, um, yeah, I think you hit it right on the head there, Mike. Very good take there. Turbulence, I guess, again, I feel for the home run TD return. I think so, too, man. I, I, I think, uh, you know, you, you see it. It's, it's going to happen soon. <laughs> It's going to happen real soon, hopefully. It'll happen Monday night. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. On Turpin, week one, he I thought he really put the offense in crappy field position, taking it out on the kick return. Um, I thought this week against these Bengals was a lot better. And uh, the hidden yards, Joe, and the hidden yards. Um, not you know, let That's okay to let the ball go over your head and the offense starts at 25. I thought Turpin did a better job managing that um, than what he did on week one. Oh, for sure, for sure. Week two, definitely night and day. Yeah, I think those jitters kind of got to him, you know what I mean? Yeah, being the US, USFL MVP, you know, going to the NFL, there's still going to be those butterflies. I think he shook that off. Now, like you said, he's got a feel for the game. It popped off a little bit here in this second game, third game. It's going to happen. So, and when it does, I'm going to be loving the hell out of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, great conversation in the chat box. Super great questions from you guys. As usual, we can't do this without you, and we do this for you guys as well. So shout out to everybody that watches here tonight live, and if you catch it on the replay. Guys, on your way out, if you would do us a favor, hit that like button. It helps out the channel and the algorithm for the podcast, for the Frisco Report, but we do appreciate it. Uh, Mike, let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't already, bro. No, absolutely. No, some behind the scene bloopers, right? So we don't ever, I don't know the topics till like two minutes before we go live, right? And Joe's yeah. knocking down these topics and I love talking football. So uh, we got on the topics of Jason Peters and all that stuff. And I was like to start rambling about Jason Peters, how we need continuity and all this. He's like, no, 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 no. save it for the show. Save it for the show. And I just, I, I'll, I'll talk all day long if you let me, but that's behind the show, uh, behind the scenes stuff. You, I think you guys deserve to know that. You're always thinking right here at the Frisco Report. But Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube, underscore Cowboys Corner on uh, on Twitter, guys. So follow up. I follow back. Uh, hope to see you guys in my comment section on my next video. Thank you very much, Mike. Appreciate you having as my co-host and everybody in the chat box. We do appreciate you and all the super chats tonight. We appreciate it, guys. We'll see you next week hopefully with another win under our belt. Uh, either way, we will be here to talk about it, and we'll see how it goes the rest of the way, guys. Shout out to all you guys. Pound that like button on your way out. Peace out, everybody. Boom.